This is Taylor Talk, the number one Taylor Swift podcast brought to you by taylortalk.org. Arg, mateys, and welcome to episode 141 of Taylor Talk, the Taylor Swift podcast. Um, I'm your host, Adam. I'm Maya. <laughs> I don't Diane. know what's happening. <laughs> Diane, did you say your name? Yeah, I did. I'm okay. Diane. Oh, I'm Sammy. <laughs> Maya doesn't know why you did that because she wasn't here last week. Okay. So, Maya, la- last week we did our... <laughs> discussion sort of um looking back at what we thought of the songs off of red based on their titles before we actually got a chance to hear the songs Uh right and i I just mentioned how treacherous remind me of something having to do with like pirates and pirate ships oh the the voice just went from there got it it was like for a good chunk of the episode Maya. it really was oh dear i know i might do it again no 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 (laughs) (laughs) didn't someone actually ask you to do it for the whole episode oh a few people did yeah so anyway diane what's been going on in the world of taylor lately well we hope you all had a lovely fourth of july whether you are from the u.s or not uh taylor spent her holiday at the beach with her friends taking photos of baking and swimming you can check out her photos on her Instagram at Instagram.com slash Taylor Swift. Does anyone know who all those people were? Yes. I know who some of them are. I, know I knew who Emma them. Stone was. <laughs> it's Emma Stone and uh, Jessica. Soldar. Yeah. Who are those, they? I, I saw Austin Swift. I knew who he was. The Australian girl. Oh, the Australian model. Yeah. Um... And well, then there's like Jamie King and Jamie King's husband. Who's Jamie Rush? King? She's on Heart of Dixie. Oh, okay. she was in like every picture, and I didn't know who she yeah. was. Yeah, and I kept tagging her. Um, Andrew Garfield. Was he there? Yeah, he's in the picture. There. The picture on the boat, all the way in the front. Oh, um, I gotta look back for that. I I looked for him when I saw Emma Stone. Yeah, me too. Yeah, oh, Spider-Man. I see him. Yep, he's right in the front. I see him awesome. hiding. Yeah, I made a giant edit of all of the photos that Taylor took and that were posted on um, other people's Instagrams on Twitter, and we posted it on T Swift on tour, so you can look at all of them, including her apple pie with a heart. <laughs> Such a cute apple pie! It's really cute. Look they looked like went. they had fun. Yeah, they yeah. did. Even in the rain, they had a lot of fun. She always goes crazy for Fourth of July. I love it. Omg! Yeah. It rained in Vegas too. It's like me and Taylor are twins. I thought it never rained in Vegas. Oh, it rained on 4th of July. That's weird. It picked the one holiday where it shouldn't have rained for fireworks, but, you know. That's strange. Mm -hmm. It actually rained last night, too, but, yeah, Taylor, I think, had more fun than I did sitting on the couch and doing nothing. (laughs) That was my celebration. Yep, that was about mine, too. I tried to see Ed Sheeran. (laughs) How did that work out? Uh, not great. <laughs> Apparently it didn't I, when she said tried. I, I don't I know, know if you yeah, picked no, up on that so, word there. Okay, so they do this thing in Philly every year. It's called Wawa Welcome America. It's like a big like music festival on the, the Ben Franklin Parkway, which is a big, huge street that leads up to the art museum. Um, so they have a big concert in front of the art museum, and it's always the Roots kind of host it. Like, you know, the band that's on Jimmy Fallon? Mm-hmm. She watched him found. Okay, and then they have a bunch of like singers who come and sing with them, and Ed was one of them. So before that, there was um, Aloe Black, you know the guy who sings "Wake Me Up," oh, yeah. um, and Jennifer Hudson, and uh, Nicki Minaj. And then in the middle of Nicki Minaj's set, we were like in our section just chilling. And then I look over, and there's a policeman there telling me to run for my life. What? Yeah. So oh, yeah, we I did, and. Um, Turns out somebody in our section had gotten in a fight and pulled a gun. How about so, that? Oh my god, really? Um, yeah, and that was like, Nikki was right before Ed, and she was like a few songs into our set, so. So yeah. basically like, you were going to see Ed until this incident happened. Exactly. That's oh. really scary. Yeah. So. And then he did a secret show in New York, and you weren't here this weekend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep, I, yeah, I mean, I was back home, and I live about three hours from yeah. Long Island and I would not have been able to get there in time. I was very sad. Alrighty then. Well, but... we hope everybody had a uh, <laughs> We're glad safe, had Maya. a safer wow. 4th of July than Maya may have had. The rest of the concert was fun. Just 
that was a little scary. That's good. At least you are alive and here to record with us. Yeah. <laughs> Sammy, what's Taylor got coming up? Um, so don't forget to vote for Taylor for the 2014 Teen Choice Awards. She is nominated for Female Artist, or yeah, Choice Female Artist, Choice Female Country Artist, and Choice Smile. The show airs on Fox on August 10th, and you can vote every single day, and you should vote every single day at teenchoiceawards.com. Vote, vote, vote. And pretend you're a teen if not, like me. Always vote. <laughs> I don't endorse cheating, but I endorse voting. That's not cheating. Mm. Anyway, thank you for the calendar, Sammy. Thank you for the news, Diane. Um, thank you for the entertaining story, Maya. Uh, I'm you're glad welcome. you're alive. That, that was scary. Yeah. so like we said last week um we just had a had a discussion on a handful of the red songs talking about like what we thought they were and we tweeted out to you guys facebooked out to you guys and a lot of listeners responded and and helped uh craft that discussion that conversation and it was so successful a lot of you actually asked us to do it again so here we are back to back with different songs this time because we did not do the whole red album last week and if you're new to the show and you enjoy this discussion, definitely go back to episode 140 also from last week and check out the rest of the song. So let's jump right into it. Start with the first song, The Last Time. Hmm. Everyone's like, hmm, but no thoughts. No, I'm reading what this person said. Um, so I would assume that your Twitter name is Burning Red or Burning Red. I don't know. On Twitter, I said, I thought that you uh, thought it was about seeing someone you parted ways with and thinking how different it was than the last time you saw them. Oh, I like that idea. Yeah, I do too. I actually might enjoy this. That's a good theory, and it makes a lot of sense because it's sort of like the last time, it's like the last time what happened when really the song ended up being about, you know, this is your last chance. Yeah type thing. So that's interesting. It's sort of a deceptive title in that sense, isn't it? if i would call it deceptive or you could just interpret it different ways if you didn't hear the song you know what i'm saying right okay that's not necessarily deceptive deceptive would be if it was like the last time and then like you heard 22 that would be a little deceptive <laughs> 22 <laughs> <laughs> sorry i had to do it i had to throw it in i'm gonna throw those in randomly throughout the episode it's gonna be a lot of fun though yeah totally so it's like last i <laughs> Does the song title fit the song then? I know we're, we were just sort of getting at that. But, hmm. I would say it does. I mean, yeah, that's pretty much the point of the song. Just, like, she was in a, you know, a very um, t- um toxic place with this guy and knew that, like, this is the last time that we need to give this a chance. And if it doesn't work out, then, you know, adios. I, sometimes- I think it makes sense. Yeah, I mean, it does make sense, but I sometimes have a hard time with it just because, like, listening to the song, I visualize the um, the image that they took for um, the other side of the door for the Fearless um, Extended Edition where Taylor's on one side of the door and the guy's on the other side of the door. And so when I visualize that, I obviously think the other side of the door, but I see, like, do you know what I'm saying? Because of the lyrics of the last time, I've you know. Um, so it's Kind of for me anyway, I just visualize the song differently with that title because I visualized that. That really made no sense. But uh, oh, no, no it sense. made sense. I think at least I think what you're trying to say is that the title gives you a different image in your mind than what the song actually is. Yeah. Thank you, Adam. I can articulate what Sammy says. <laughs> I can translate I can translate Sammy. Sammy ease. <laughs> Sarah E's need to, needs to be translated. It, it, you know what? It really does. <laughs> um, it's, it's, I think Sammy's got a language of her own. That it's crazy. would not surprise me. Because sometimes I don't even understand my own language. I don't either. <laughs> yes, you do. You just translated I it. know I did. Arg. Um. <laughs> <laughs> so what about, uh, let's move on to Sad, Beautiful, Tragic. Did it, you guys have any preconceived notions about that uh, song before uh, it actually I, came out? I, I thought that was a weird song title. So I did too. Why I did... was confused because there's like no punctuation in it. And that was kind of weird. And I don't know. It just seemed like, I, yeah, I felt like very unsure about what that song was going to yeah. be. I remember I looking of... at it and being like, whoa, what? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I kind of remember seeing the, the beautiful tragic part of that word and thinking it would be 
more upbeat than it is. Um, and I remember for a really long time, like the first couple of days, maybe even a week after I had the album, I kept inverting the title. So when Sad, Beautiful, Tragic would come on, I thought it was Holy Ground. And when Holy Ground came on, I thought it was Sad, Beautiful, Tragic because in my mind that made more sense. <laughs> uh, like musically, that's just made sense to me because that's what I thought Holy Ground was going to be. Um, and that's what I thought Sad, Beautiful, Tragic was going to be. Um, just like in terms of, you know, Holy Ground being really up-tempo and Sad, Beautiful, Tragic not. And then, you know what I'm saying? Um, so, yeah, that's what I was, thought. Was that, was that the end of your thought? That was the end of my thought. Okay. It kind of trailed off there. <laughs> See, I kind of agree with you guys in the sense that I thought it was very strange title. But going back specifically to what Maya said about no punctuation in it, that makes it even more odd in my mind because punctuation could completely change the definition of a sentence. Yeah. Like there's the thing I've seen online or maybe it was even on a t-shirt. I don't remember where it says I ate grandma no, or yeah, yeah, I yeah. ate comma grandma. Yeah. yeah. And it totally changes the meaning of the sentence. You did not eat your grandmother. You know, Taylor does things very literally for a very specific pers- purpose. So obviously there was a reason that she didn't want punctuation in there. And the same reason that she wanted, you know, a period at the end of I knew you were trouble. Like, you know, Taylor is very methodical in those decisions. Um, and, but I think, you know, visually to us, that was really odd because, you know, it looks like there should be punctuation in there. Well, I think what it comes down to is at this point, it's not a list. It's not sad, beautiful, and tragic, which is why there's no commas or no punctuation. Yeah, I mean, obviously. But it's more that sad, beautiful, and tragic are all the same thing. They're all the same yeah, thought I mean, and all the same feeling. I know that now, but I mean, looking yeah. at the title without knowing the song, you wouldn't have known that. Dang you, Taylor. <laughs> what are you doing to us? Everything has changed. That is one I feel like a lot of people had different thoughts yeah, on. The one, the one that I saw most, and I can't say that I agree with it only because, you know, and I think Maya can talk about this also because she knew Ed Sheeran as an artist before he worked with Taylor. So going in, I kind of had a preconceived notion of what I thought, the, at least the style of this song would be working with him. Mm-hmm. And it ended up being so much more Taylor than it ended up being, you know, Ed as which makes sense because it's a song on Taylor's album but I think in my mind her working with someone and I think that this also goes back to the last time having her worked with Gary Lightbody like you kind of visualize the song how the song's going to be in the style of the artist that she's working with rather than in the style of Taylor um and I you know a lot of people on Twitter um including Sky High Swift X and um music what what was her Twitter I'm sorry Music note, I think her Twitter was. Music something. Music, I don't know what your Twitter name was. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Music, some, star some. I don't know what your Twitter name was. I'm really sorry. You tweet us all the time. Um, thought that it was going to be sort of in the vein of long live in terms of everything has changed from, you know, when I was, you know, when Taylor was, you know, this girl that wanted to just, you know, be able to share her music with the world to being the girl that shares her music with the world. Um, a lot of people seem to think it was going to be that kind of song. That would have uh, been a really cool song. It well, been very when I first saw the title, I thought it was a growing up song. Yeah. Because she has some of those mixed in. She has Never Grow Up. She has Mary Song that are all about kind of living your life and going through yeah, the process definitely. of life. I didn't necessarily interpret it as, um, you know, being a love song, which it ended up no, me neither. turning I out to be a that, relationship. And I think that that also comes along with, you know, we were kind of aware of the situation that she was under when she was working with Ed, you know, in terms of, you know, telling him about her new trampoline and then writing it on the trampoline, like that kind of. Sammy, are you riding a motorcycle while recording? Yes. (laughs) I didn't even hear that. You didn't hear that? No, I didn't. Um, But, I mean, but back to what I was saying, but I mean, like just knowing the circumstances in which the song was written it kind of supported that and then it ended up being this and it's not that different because it is about a happy relationship as opposed to like you know everything has changed from a bad relationship which so jumped and fall on twitter thought she thought um 
I thought everything exchanged would be more about life than a relationship. Yes, exactly. Um, and someone else also thought that it would be about getting out of a bad relationship, sort of like I knew you were trouble and dear John and hmm. that kind of situation. I um, mean, I don't know, like Sammy, like just, yeah, what, like what you said before, I sort of was familiar with Ed from before and I think I, I kind of had a feeling that this was the direction that the two of them together would go in because they're both very um, emotional people. And it just, like, I don't, it doesn't make sense to me that Ed Sheeran and Taylor Swift would sit down and write a song about Taylor Swift growing up. That's not what they're going to write. Like, if Ed Sheeran and Taylor Swift were writing a song together, it's going to be about love. That's like, true. Yeah, I mean, I thought that, and There's I guess, no other option. I mean, if you, I, I mean, there's not really in retrospect, but, I mean, it would have kind of been an interesting mix if you had taken, you know, this, this artist like Taylor that is huge and you know being able to you know think about that and reflect on that and then her being able to reflect on when she wasn't so huge and you know having an artist like Ed Sheeran who is huge in some aspects and then when he started working with her in America anyway he wasn't as big as he is now so it could have actually balanced each other out but in hindsight yeah there really isn't anything else the song could have been about (laughs) What about Sky High Swift X's theory about it being similar to Sweeter Than Fiction? Now, I know you're going to yeah. jump down my throat right now and be like, that song wasn't out yet. But, 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 but almost I think like the same theme. More in yeah, concept. I, I mean, yeah. that, that kind of is what it is. It's kind of interesting that she says she thought it was going to be something like Long Live Slash Sweeter Than Fiction. Because, I mean, if you listen to the two together, Sweeter Than Fiction and everything has changed. Musically, they're not that similar. But, you know lyrically and theme wise they are really similar mm-hmm. wait are you talking about everything has changed and sweeter than fiction yeah and long live I mean, yeah like... they all have this same theme in a way well sort of long live sweeter than fiction is more achieving your dream type thing yeah but sweeter than fiction is also about loving someone unconditionally and you know being in a in a relationship that you know you kind of you guys weren't like you weren't used to and then you know, you're in this relationship now that is perfect. They're both about that. Okay. I'll, I'll buy that. I'll take it. I mean, that's what Sweeter Than Fiction is. So, in that case, everything has changed. Does the title fit the song? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Good job, guys. like, yeah. Does anyone have an explanation? Yes. Or any embellishment? I, mean, I don't know. It just describes the situation well. Like, when you like find i don't know sort of like start something with a new person it can kind of feel like your whole world just like flipped upside down yeah so. someone said that it was kind of like a begin again kind of thing um sort of yeah i think that this is another title kind of like the last time that it's not misleading we established this but yeah. it it doesn't i mean like in hindsight it does but you know at first glance if you listen to the song and then saw the title like i don't know that i would think that they would go together i think that listening to them combined and knowing that this is the name of the song they obviously make sense but if i were to see the title and you know guess what the song would be about or or hear the song without knowing the title i don't know that i would call it that Mm. okay so starlight any preconceived notions on that? Because that was a really hard one. I had one. no idea. I thought that Starlight was going to be what the um, the lucky one was. Mm. That's a about, good, that's good about theory, someone yeah. being about in the Starlight. Being famous. Yeah. So, like, you thought that there was going to be a lucky one type song before you knew that there was a lucky one song? I mean, I didn't think in that style, you know, you know, the style of the lucky one, but just. No, no, <laughs> but, like, like, the concept. Yeah, theme wise, I thought that I thought that that might be what this song was. That's really interesting because I never in a million years expected that concept. Yeah. Well, let's take a let's take a look at Twitter and see what some uh, people I thought at Supermara thirteen said a famous or known guy that's beyond reach. Kind of like superstar, like superstar. Yeah, Yeah, I guess that would be like superstar. But I can see that, like another version of superstar. I mean, Taylor is known to write you know about similar themes similar themes and the same situation but from different angles 
-hmm. You know, so like, you know, we'll take an example, her relationship with Joe Jonas. She's written several songs evolving over time while she's evolved, you know, dealing with the feelings of that relationship. You know what I'm saying? So Mm -hmm. I could see that that could have been a thing, just writing, you know, but is Basically. an unreachable guy a feasible concept for Taylor Swift? Is like, there anyone this, she can't get? Like, I, I mean, unless like you're talking either. about, like, like does Taylor want to date Abe Lincoln? Guys. That would be a little out of reach. <laughs> uh, I, just, I'm sure I don't Graham think like there that. are unreachable guys for Taylor Swift anymore. No. No, but maybe there like, was two years ago. Uh, I don't know anymore. I don't, I don't think there could have been. There could have been a guy that she was into that, you know was not obtainable for whatever reason. I well, think taking out they, the famous factor. Yeah, though. I think I think you need to take out the famous part. Taking out the family. famous factor, there could be someone unreachable because they're married, not interested, whatever the case may be. Right. Yeah. But then yeah, it doesn't guess, fit yeah. under the theory but, uh, of what the right. title of the song means with Starlight. Yeah. Because yeah, Starlight I, interprets, I, you know, is interpreted as yeah. a star. I think that's something we tend to forget when we're doing, you know, song analysis like this, is that, like, when she wrote the song, it doesn't necessarily reflect when it was put on the album. So, like, we'll take, like, you know, Sparks Fly, for example. I mean, she wrote that song a really, really long time ago, and then it ended up on the album. So some of these songs, when we first see the title, they could be, you know, 10-year-old songs, and we wouldn't know. You know, so it's about a relationship or a situation from 10 years ago. I don't you think know. she would put anything 10 years old on at this well, point. Well, you, you, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, well, I mean, I just don't think that that's something she would do anymore is like bring out old stuff. Like, I feel like she sort of moved into a phase where everything is new. No, I mean, I I would probably agree with that. But, you know, in hindsight, if you were to see a song like that and assume that it was about an unobtainable relationship, you know, in your head as a fan, you could say, oh, maybe the song was written five, six years ago when someone was unobtainable to her. Right. In theory, yes. I kind of like Cozy Swift's theory on what uh, Starlight may have been about before they mm. heard it. When they said, reflecting on life. Because mm, I can kind of see the visual with that, with Starlight. Because a lot of people will, you know, like, it's just sort of visual you'll see in books, movies, whatever. Somebody sitting under the starlight just thinking, looking up the stars and reflecting on their life and things around them. So kind of like a Mary song, song thing at, the, like... You know, my like... theory from all of these people's answers is they just wanted another song about her reflecting on her life. That is what I think. And they didn't <laughs> get it. <laughs> now they're Oops. cranky about it. <laughs> is that what, what I... happened? I know, but really, I think that like people, you know, because we had songs like that in the other albums and people wanted it and anticipated it and it didn't happen. Well, well I'm, kind of I'm glad that. that this song did happen because this is... I'm very glad that this song happened. Why are you happy, Sammy? I just, I I love the concept of her writing about not her. Like, it's just a really interesting perspective for her to take about writing from, you know, a letter that she saw or a photograph that she saw or a book that she read. And it has nothing to do with her. Um, and we know that. It's obviously about Bobby and Ethel Kennedy. But at the mm. same time, she was able to make the song relatable, you know, to people that are maybe too young to know who Bobby or Ethel Kennedy is or, you know, just know about it. But don't you know what I'm saying? Like the theme obviously is about their relationship um, as, you know, people and as you know what I'm saying. But like, you know, then there's also the underlying message of dreaming impossible things that is very, very you know, relatable to all of her fans. And I think mm-hmm. that it's it was a really interesting way to do it by, you know, writing about two people that are not her. Well, I love the song, Sammy, that it happened because it proved me right when everyone else said I was wrong. Sort so of. sweet about- fiction there. I wrote <laughs> I wrote an editorial on uh, TaylorTalk.org there on January 24th, 2012. And everybody thought that I was crazy. I actually so you wrote it about a year or a little bit less before anything. About nine like months six, before. Yes, six to nine months before we knew anything. Okay. So January 24th, I wrote an editorial, and we'll even we'll even put this up for you. We'll link to it on taylortalk.org slash episode 141. And basically what I said is I took apart an interview she had with Rolling Stone 
about how into history she is, including a quote, I just read a 900 page book called The Kennedy Women, which dates back to the lineage of the first Kennedys, etc., etc. The quote goes on there. It's a good book. People should read it. It's really big. <laughs> and throughout there, she also was talking about um, like attempting to visit the New York Historical Society when she was on tour, but it was closed and some other things like that. So I said, I was like, this album will be about history. So I was wrong on one count. It, the whole album <laughs> wasn't. But I did say that there would be Kennedy in there. Good job, Adam. Congratulations. <laughs> I was excited. You guys just brought me down. No, no I, I, really I, cool. I think it was very astute of you. Oh, this is funny. Actually, reading my article, I, I <laughs> said something. If, if ended it with, if Taylor's next album is of a, is of a historical theme, she'll be doing Grant proud. <laughs> Well, she didn't talk about Lincoln. No, there is no Lincoln in there. Maybe next time. Yeah. So, what what song is next on our list here? Um, we're gonna start getting into the bonus songs on the Target Target edition. So, which we didn't have much time to think about because you pretty much had the album in hand and you could read the back of it and. And You're like, oh, that song looks after. interesting. The lyrics, yeah. Because, I mean, that's a fair point. Even though we didn't necessarily have these song titles well in advance, I, I don't know about you guys, but my process, when I listen, I don't listen to the album straight through. Oh, I, I always look at the I songs. Do. I'm like, that one sounds interesting. I start at the beginning and me go too. straight through the end. Yeah, oh, I, I, have, I skip I around. Have, I have issues. I have to start from the beginning. Yeah, Otherwise, me too. I get... When I get a new album, I have to listen to it from beginning to end. Well, you know, either just, way, the I point is, I feel like that they put it in a certain order for that reason, and that there's a story that they want to tell from beginning right, to end. Right, exactly. And I expect that at least once and listen to it from beginning to end. Yeah, well, yeah. I don't especially know. with Taylor. I, I I'm not patient enough to do that, so I read the back <laughs> and I'm like, oh, that song looks cool based on the title. That's why I kind of like these discussions we have about the title specifically because they play a huge role in what songs I listen to first. So we got "Girl at Home." I don't know. I had no thoughts on that one. I didn't even. I really didn't I, either. I'm I, sorry. I, I actually, that's one of them when I was reading the back. I was like, eh, I can wait on that one. It sounds like something completely, like something very not like the song actually was, you know? Yeah. It, I it, mean, it just sounds like a girl at home watching TV, watching yes, Order, like yeah. Taylor. Or like, what it know, sounds like to me is going back to that history theme is if a guy's away at war telling that story, just keeping with uh, Taylor's love story. <laughs> ideas yeah i mean i I also i kind of feel like looking at the title i mean obviously the title makes sense now in hindsight but you know this is another song that if you just look at the title alone and if you only you know you know about taylor like it could be like you know if you like visualize the you belong with me video the girl you know taylor's character is at home like it could be about that and just almost like an outside kind of thing about being left out um, obviously that is not what this song is about. Well, um, there's a million things it could be about. I mean, it could also be about Taylor sitting at home watching uh, those shows yeah. she likes. That she <laughs> could be. Those shows she, like, names her cats after. Yeah. Uh, those shows. Could have very easily been about that, but of course it's about uh, telling a guy, like, you know what, you got a girl at home, stop hitting on me. Yeah. Um, that's what it ended up being about. And So by that theme, I think the title actually really did fit what the song's about yeah. but it's not what, what what i would have guessed at first no, i agree with that definitely not what i would have guessed for that one i mean does anyone have any disagreeing thoughts on that no i mean no i think it i think i think it's hard because it's not necessarily a song that we thought taylor would write obviously in hindsight it is because Taylor writes about, you know, all different kinds of situations, whether it's ones that she's been in or one that, you know, she's thought about what it would be like if she was on the other side of this situation or whatever. Um, but at the time, you know, when you think about it, you're not going to immediately jump to, oh, this is about, you know, being the other, you know, being the other woman in a situation where, you know, you're being asked to cheat and you you know you can't decide what you should do you know more whatever um, technically if you're the female in that situation you're not the one doing the cheating though you're still cheating but just being technical you know, for a minute 
you're still being a little bit dishonest. Yeah, I mean, if you're completely unaware, then whatever. It's but not your fault, yeah. If you if you know, you're still a cheater. Um, yeah. But point being that, you know, when you when the song came out, at least for me, I didn't think that that was a point of view that Taylor would go to. Um, she obviously did. Um, but I think looking at the title, that definitely makes sense. But I think because the theme sort of went over my head in terms of I didn't think she would do it, um, it didn't die on me. Does that make sense? Yeah, for sure. Yes, ma'am. Thank you. Next song on our list. I like talking about this one. I'd like the theory that Cozy Swift gave us Me on too. Come Back, Be Here. And then this has an, uh, a, a comma in it that should be pointed out because Taylor put the comma there on purpose. That's yes. True. Come back, comma, <laughs> Punctuation be here. should always be noted. Yeah. So Cozy Swift said uh, that they thought it would be about a deceased person and Taylor wishing that they were back here. Kind of like if this was a movie. I don't really understand that. I don't last think if this ever. was a movie is about a dead person. Is no. it? Have I been wrong this whole time? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. I, never got I don't think it is either. But <laughs> you could, I, I guess, imagine it could. Be I, I really think it's more. I, I think that's supposed to be more interpreted as just an imaginative it's situation. It's actually funny that this person said this because I've been thinking that there will be a song about this on album five. Um, because in, at least in my head, I hadn't seen, you know, publicly or privately Taylor kind of go through that situation. So I never thought that she would write that. So that never dawned on me. Um, I think that, you know, looking at the title originally, I probably had some, you know, preconceived notion that it would be about basically what the song is about, um, about wishing somebody was here that, you know, you're in opposite places of whatever, um, that being said, I think now that she has gone through a situation like that, um, whether it was someone she was close with, you know, a long time ago, or it was someone she's close with now, I think that that could be a theme. And I keep hitting my mic, and I'm really sorry. Um, but originally, I think that just by looking at the title, I thought that it was going to be about what it basically is about. Well, what I like about the theory, though, about it being about a deceased person is I really thought death was going to be involved in this album. I thought you it was going to be a theme. thought about album four than you thought about album five? I thought about it because the big quote, if you guys remember going back, getting your little time machines, go back a couple years, two years, the like the big quote from Taylor about all the songs as a whole is she said, they're sad if I'm being quite honest, or if she said if I'm being honest. That's true, she did. Like, that was kind of the quote that circulated most and got people's imaginations going on what the album right, could be about. Right, and everybody was like, oh my god, it's going to be so depressing. And I was absolutely convinced that there was going to be, that death was going to be a theme, because we knew, what we knew about the song prior, or about the album prior to, is that it was going to be sad, and it was going to be different from anything she'd ever done. Yeah. I mean, I guess that you could, you know, if you really wanted to try and twist it, you could say that, you know being sad about a lost relationship is kind of similar to dealing with a death it's really not it um, is in a way though because it, it's it, it is yeah it depends on the relationship i think yeah, yeah I think I, but be. i mean I, but i mean i think in terms of with taylor that she feels so you know she feels everything she feels empathy she feels sympathy and she feels it very strongly that her losing a relationship that immense a great deal to her she would take it like a death so i guess you could argue that um i like i said i think now that she has experienced that you know i mean we don't really need to get into that but i'm sure that that the death of cory monteith affected her quite deeply um i think that album five could see that um but maybe yeah. Sammy, but the thing is, is it's not like she'd never experienced death before. She no, had a classmate pass away no, but in it is, high school. But it, so. Yes, but it is in a different situation. And she's older now. She's able to process it differently than she would have at 12 or 13 or 15. Uh, perhaps. But either way, I thought that was a good theory. Come back, be here. Yes. Very um, good theory. Thank you, Cozy. I, I mean, kind of hate to say it, but my personal interpretation was was a very like needy clingy no way come back come back i need you oh my goodness please that's i don't think taylor would do that 
Um, I think that there's there there would be a way that you know Taylor could write that. Perhaps I, I kind of. Well, whatever. That's a different conversation. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So our final song for the episode, "The Moment I Knew," the the kind of common idea here you know i paulo seven on twitter said it asha on facebook said it they both thought that it was about somebody when taylor knew they were the one it's actually the opposite it's when she knew it's someone totally was the yeah it's the one. complete opposite <laughs> <laughs> so. and I, th- I think that this is one of the titles that taylor actually meant to do the opposite then like you know she obviously the moment i knew does fit the theme she says it you know, several times throughout the song. But I think that Taylor purposefully put in a title that could go both the direction of the song and the complete opposite direction of the song. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So you think she actually meant to mislead the audience with the song title? Yes. I do. Yeah. It's hard to determine because this one of the things about having one of these uh, post-album discussions because we've had two years to really think about it. And I see the title as being what the song is now. Yeah. So it's really hard to remember what my preconceived notion was when I hadn't heard the song yet. Yeah. But I definitely see both sides. It's really interesting. It's one of those things. You know how um, those optical illusions where it has those little dancers with the legs sticking out. And if you adjust your your thought a little, you can get her to spin one way and then get her to spin the other way. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it's like for me. I can look at it and see both sides yes, depending on I, where my mindset is. I agree. So that was a good theory. And I, I really I really hope everybody enjoyed this. I can't wait till we can have these discussions in just a couple of months when we get the track listing for I know, I'm so the excited. next album. And we have no clue. Yeah, can and we, we legitimately like, have we, no idea. Like, can we do this? And then, and then like, we can compare two it. years, do a reflection yeah, again. Yeah, we can and be, be like, like who was right? Take notes. <laughs> on all of our impressions and then reflect on them later and laugh at ourselves. Yes. Yeah. Wait, do you guys do you guys actually plan on being here in two years doing this stuff? No, no, no. I mean like No! no I'm, I'm, you don't want to do this anymore in two years? Hold on. So Diane has officially resigned Quiet. from Taylor Talk? No, what I was gonna I say is that we can talk about this in like two months when we have like the track list and then we can talk about it again in four months when we know. I'm, I'm not saying we need to wait oh, two years. Okay. Oh, Wait just a okay. few more months. Yeah, but then what are we gonna talk about in two years? I don't know. <laughs> album, album six. six. <laughs> album eight hundred and fifty-two. Honestly, it'll probably be like Taylor's first child or something. Like two years. Taylor's wedding. We can Maybe. talk about Taylor's her wedding. Engagement. Welcome to Taylor Talk, episode eight thousand fifty-six. <laughs> everybody, I'm your host Adam, and we're here to talk about Taylor's fourth child today. <laughs> Who was recently born. It's been all in the news. Taylor's daughter's high school graduation. (laughs) Taylor's daughter went to prom. Oh, my God. And for everybody out there listening right now that's going to stick with us for all 8,056 episodes, I love you. Because I know there's some people out there that are going to do it. 8,000 episodes if you remember this. Yeah. Remember back to episode 141. Hey, remember on episode 141 when you were talking about episode 8056? We're finally here. We finally <laughs> made it. It's been about 20 years, but we're finally there. Oh, my God. Anyway, thank you to everybody who contributed their thoughts. Uh, we really love hearing from you guys. So let's jump into some mini-segment submissions, a little comic relief for the episode, which is also submitted by all you listening. And Maya, I don't think you, you weren't here last week, so you can give us our first one. Okay, um, our first one is from Mackenzie via email. You know you're a Swifty when your school has a team day where you wear your favorite sports team's t-shirt, and since you're not into sports, you wear your Taylor t-shirt and say you're Team Swift. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's what's up. That's smart. That's something that's I would very do. very smart. That's I good. I like that. I'm not into sports. Diane is a huge jock. <laughs> yeah, for Taylor only. The complete opposite <laughs> of a jock, but yeah. All right, this next one comes from Hannah via email, and she says, If Swifties ruled the world, there would be a Taylor merch shopping center where everyone could buy their fill of all their Swifty needs. Oh, that would be the worst thing ever. That would be the most expensive thing ever. Yeah, I would be poor. Well, it could be the best thing ever, you wouldn't too. Have to of course, I shipping. could have a job there, and then maybe I would get a discount. Employee discount. What up? <laughs> 
that would work out really well. Is it my turn? It is, and the next one was submitted by someone very interesting and unique. Yeah, I, we don't know this person, this Sam I am 1331 person. Who's that? <laughs> Who's that? I don't know. Like I think a weird Twitter name. <laughs> yeah, so she's... Sammy submitted her own mini segment today. <laughs> I submitted it on behalf of somebody. <laughs> so you know you're a Swifty when you get engaged in Paris at the cafe where the Begin Again music video was shot. So TinyLou13 on Twitter got engaged at the Begin Again Cafe in Paris. Congratulations. That's really cool. Yeah. That that is so cute. TinyLou's a regular listener here on Taylor Talk. So congrats. Yay, Lou. Yay. (laughs) Alrighty. Uh, Mariah emailed us and said, you know you're Swifty when you start singing what a Randy can't speak what a rainy ending given to a perfect day when it starts raining and somebody says knowing you that's probably a taylor swift song (laughs) and you'd be correct yes you would yeah um okay next we have one from rebecca via text message yay text messages um (laughs) we never get text messages it's so exciting sometimes sometimes you know you're a Swifty when your friends text you just to tell you when Taylor's on the radio. <laughs> I've had people do that to me before. Yeah, me too. Taylor's on TV. Do you They're know like, Taylor's Turn on this on radio TV? station. Taylor's on. I yeah. actually replied to Rebecca's text and I was like, "Hey, Taylor's on the radio." <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Let's see. Let's see really quick if Rebecca texted us back. <laughs> That's really. Let's funny. take a moment to check our text messages. Oh no. Oh, Rebecca. Rebecca, I'm calling you out. Did I texted get... you back. Oh, why didn't you text us back? <laughs> why didn't you call me? <laughs> I thought you liked us. <laughs> I thought we were friends. All right. Um, this next one comes from Red T Swift 13 via email, and they say, "You know you're Swifty when you put on 22 and awkward dance while waiting for your ride after finishing your final exams." I did this today. I'm pretty sure the girl standing behind me thought I was crazy. I didn't even see it, and I thought you were crazy, too. <laughs> Congrats on finishing your finals. Oh, and then also, Red T. Swift, if I remember correctly from the email, had a 13th birthday recently, so... Oh, happy birthday. I hope happy that's the birthday. right person I just... Uh, Sammy just wished a happy birthday, too. Well, whoever you are, happy birthday to everybody. Let's double check. Well, <laughs> let's double check the email. Yep. You got it right. So happy 13th birthday. Yay. Happy birthday to you. Oh, no. Happy birthday to you. Oh, wow. (laughs) Nobody stopped me. I'll keep going. No, no, no. You're fine. You know, I think she's good. Yeah. I think she got the idea. She's so thankful, Adam. Mm -hmm. So thankful. It was worth it. I, I, I like to sing. <laughs> Arr. Arr. <laughs> okay, Sammy, read the next one. <laughs> you know you're a Swifty when after having surgery and still being loopy from drugs, you Snapchat your best friend saying, I'm like T-Swizzle on jet lag. Then a separate one saying, in all caps, I do what I want. That's <laughs> really cute. That's I'm really like funny. T-Swizzle on jet lag. We don't... Uh, think drugs are okay but in this case it's okay this was after surgery sammy in that case they're necessary it's okay all right and finally let's wrap it up let's wrap up this segment with a voicemail from anna anna take it away please hey taylor talk it's anna from germany and you know you're a swifty when every time a taylor song comes on the radio you start having a dance party on your own no matter where you are does that include in malls, gift shops, hotels, arenas? I have a dance party in my car. Cars, buses, trains. <laughs> I would say While e- I'm driving. everywhere where you are. Planes and trains and cars. Trains, trains, and automobiles. A thousand miles seems pretty f- Sorry. <laughs> so thank you, Anna, for the voicemail. We love voicemails. We love getting to hear your voice and share your lovely voice with everyone else listening in. Thank you to everybody, of course, who submitted for those segments. Keep them coming for future episodes. Now, before we go, we still have just a few more segments. What would Taylor do, which we recently brought back? A fun little segment here with hypothetical scenarios where we analyze what would Taylor do. So the Tony45 on Twitter said, what or asked, rather, 
what would Taylor do if Meredith and or Olivia ran out on stage during one of her shows? She would probably try to pick her up. No, I think <laughs> it's pretty. It, I think it's pretty straightforward what Taylor would do. She would pick pick up the cat or both cats in her arms and say, "Hey, whatever city she's in." So uh, she'll never say this because she hates us here. But let's say it was Las Vegas. Hey, Las Vegas, meet Olivia. Yeah, it would be like special guest. Olivia Benson. Actually, she 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 would be more like this. She would bend over and be like, "What would you say, yes. city? Insert if city I name. Told you. What would you say if I told you <laughs> Olivia and Meredith are here tonight?" Everybody would go crazy. Oh my god, it would be horrible. Like poor cats. That's exactly what she would do. That yeah, it really is half. That half bend over with her arms out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Taylor, we know you too well. We know you all too well. Oh. oh. <laughs> Does anyone else have any thoughts on that? No. No. That sounds about right. I mean, it, she would she would continue singing. She's not the kind of person that would stop. But yeah, she would definitely roll with it. Yeah. So. I don't like what she did with Ed in Nashville. and Oh, when he know. came out in a clown yeah. costume and totally yeah. caught her off guard. She, she I mean, go. she kept singing, but she was able to throw it in there. Yeah. We have an yeah. imposter on stage. Yep. We have an imposter on stage. So thank you, Tony, for asking that question. One last segment to the episode, What Are Swifties Listening To?, which allows all of you guys to share what you're listening to that is not Taylor Swift so we can share it with the rest of the community. This week, Taylor from Australia suggested... Listening to Shotgun Wedding by Jamie Lynn Spears. I actually really enjoyed this song when I listened to it. Yeah, I, was, I have not so listened bad. to it yet. Yeah, you like the mini, I the mini Spears? I did like the mini Spears. It reminded me a lot of Casey Musgraves. Um, obviously, this song is probably true to life for her. Um, except, <laughs> except she didn't get a shotgun wedding, though. She married some other guy. No, she did. No, they got guy. married and then they got divorced. Oh. Oh. Yeah. I didn't so know she's 22 twice. and she's been married, divorced, and has a five-year-old child? Yeah. Yep. Six-year-old What am child. I doing with my life? Dang it. Um, <laughs> You're not the sister not of Brittany. not where the song I yeah. was going, I thought. But theme-wise, it, it's pretty true to life, I would imagine. That's funny. It, but well, it's really it, good. You guys should listen to it. Catchy tune. Give it a listen. Uh, it seems, you know what, though? For somebody who had a, a baby as a teenager and got married and divorced and whatever she seems to be like coming along and getting into her own shoes now because she was always yeah. kind of under the sort of under britney's wing yeah i mean she was doing the nickelodeon thing and then you know her life kind of got flipped upside down and now she's kind of doing her own thing on her terms and it's kind of admirable and and her music is good did you know sammy i was on the set of zoe 101 really is it your fault what never mind <laughs> <laughs> I was, I I saw I I saw I went on the set and everything and I saw her there and um, cool. filming it and what happens it was filmed at Pepperdine University and I used to go to a uh, summer oh. volleyball camp there and they happened to be filming the same time I was at camp and I don't know if you guys have ever been on a movie set or a TV set but they have like a table with lots of food mm-hmm. and so what? I thought it would be fun like they didn't really have much security I just sort of walked over and started eating the food did you really do that yeah I did you get away with it. Yeah, I nobody said anything. Story like, that. like, if you just strut around and act, because there's so many people, you have to forget. There, there's like, there's camera people, there's lighting people, there's so many extras. crew people, like extras. They don't know who you no, are if you I just mean, walk was, like you know what you're doing. <laughs> this is really, really off topic, but I was on the set of Gilmore Girls, and they had the food, like where catering was, was behind this the set, and. So, like, you have to walk through the door to go behind the set. And they were just like, yeah, go get food, you know, whatever. They didn't care who was going back there. I mean, the extras go back there. The camera guys go back there. Like, so they, they really just did always have food available? Yes. I, I, I would get so fat if I worked on a movie set. I'm in the wrong just, profession. Like, keep going back, getting croissants. And- nobody yeah, nobody been, provides been- food in the podcasting recording studio. No, we don't. Adam likes the Starbucks. Sorry. <laughs> so taylor thank you for the suggestion uh we will all have to go listen to shotgun wedding by jamie lynn spears our little little country artist there little mini britney yeah <laughs> she probably it? hates being called that yeah don't call her that i mini mean she's britney. completely different from britney now she is yeah 
So remember, guys, if you want to contact us, there's a multitude of ways you can do so. You can, of course, email us, taylortalk at taylorswift13.org. You can tweet us, Facebook us, Taylor Connect us, or ask us a question on AskFM. All four of those go under the username taylortalk13. You can text us or leave us a voicemail to area code 240-31-SWIFT. If you are outside the U.S. or Canada and don't want those long-distance fees and want to leave us a voicemail anyway, you can go directly to taylortalk.org. There's a button on the side there that says send voicemail. You can click that. Leave us a voicemail directly on the website. Remember, guys, those voicemails are going to us, not to Taylor. Yeah. I just want to point that out because we've gotten more and more to Taylor lately, and I'm like, oh. I get excited. I'm like, yay, we got a voicemail. Oh, it's not for us. Uh, Taylor will never hear those. Yeah, sorry. We can't pass those along. Sorry. But um, I'm almost tempted to play some of the Dear Taylor voicemails. Oh, my gosh. We have have an episode where we do that. Some of them are really bad, guys. Disclaimer, we're not making fun of you. It's just no, because It's just kind of funny. Yeah, because these poor people have no idea that the voicemail is not for Taylor Swift. So... I don't know if I should play one or not. Give me feedback on this, listeners, if I should do it. I don't know if I should have said that either. <laughs> now everyone's going to be like, play it, play it, play it, and then some poor soul is going to be terribly embarrassed. Well, if I leave off the name, right? I just don't know how they think that these voicemails will get to Taylor. Like, where I think that they must Google like Taylor Swift's phone number and it comes up. I guess so. Perhaps. I but anyway. <laughs> if you guys forget those contact methods, you can, of course, go to taylortalk.org slash contact, and they're all listed there for you. You can kind of pick your favorite uh, point of contact and reach out to us. We love hearing from you guys. Um, I'll do my best to respond in a timely manner, although that doesn't always happen. But I did yeah, just Adam's recently clear out the Taylor Talk inbox. You, lots of you got responses, about 40 of you, to be precise. Ooh. Some of them were a couple months old, but... hopefully they didn't forget they even sent it in the first place so wrapping it up for episode 141 of taylor talk the taylor swift podcast i'm your host captain barboza of the black pearl (laughs) i'm maya (laughs) i'm just diane i'm still sammy (laughs) (laughs) bye guys have a great week bye guys bye This podcast is not directly affiliated with Taylor Swift.